Phil, that was uh, Roy Eugene Davis, uh, one of the last living disciples of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. Uh, Eighty-six years old, uh, he his voice uh, tremendous clarity, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously a very sharp thinker. But imagine that 1949, he hitched yes. from Ohio to California because he read the book Autobiography of a Yogi, and he said he had never been more than a hundred miles from his house, and he grew up on a farm. So uh, obviously very moved by the book. Yeah. But if, first of all, it tells you the reach of the book, that it got mm-hmm. to some small town in Ohio just a couple of years after it was published. Uh, it was published in 46, so it was three years, and um, which is interesting in itself. And, of course, you know, obviously his karma was uh, clear that he would have discovered that book and you know, not just do what other people did, you know, like send away for the lessons or just, you know, read it and absorb it. He just uh, put his thumb out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I've heard other stories like that. Yeah. He sounded like whatever spiritual practices he's been doing for the last 67, eight years, whatever, have been very uh, good and effective for him. He's very grounded, very clear, very comfortable. And even within uh, the spiritual organization uh, that Yogananda left behind, uh, the, it, like all spiritual organizations, there's some, we're the guys that really run it. It's SRF. It's, uh, he has a, a center for spiritual awareness. There was the Ananda communities, uh, all mm-hmm. the different ones, all, I'm sure, feeling they were doing the right thing. And uh, uh, obviously, they all had something and have something to offer. And uh, he, he even mentioned yeah. that he had some people that he's ordained or whatever that go out and teach as well. Yes. Yes. So he's trained people and um, people think of him as their guru. You know, Mm -hmm. he, uh, I didn't, we didn't ask him about that, uh, how he feels about that. But um, in the sense that he initiates people into the uh, Kriya Yoga uh, practices and um, uh, lineage, um, I guess in that sense, he's serving as a guru, uh, both in the initiation sense and in the, you know, looser sense of just being a spiritual teacher. How how many organizations are there, uh, like Self-Realization Fellowship or Center for Spiritual Awareness or the Ananda Communities? Are those the main three, or or are there others? Yeah, those are the three. (laughs) uh, There are other people claiming to be teaching in Yogananda's Mm -hmm. name, uh, there were a couple of direct disciples um, who started their own uh, spiritual communities, um, and a couple of them are still going, um, mm-hmm. and it, long after the founder passed. But they were direct disciples of Yogananda, who had a certain independent streak, and they weren't um, out there, you know, uh, assertively uh, teaching or advertising, but they had ashram-like places and spiritual communities. Um, And um, successors have carried them on, but the ones that are most visible, other than SRF, of course, which is the one Yogananda himself founded, and um, which is, you know, the, the, the sort of main... Uh, teaching organization, the one most closely associated with um, him and the publications of Autobiography of a Yogi and the other works, um, they're, uh, you know, 
far bigger and uh, more uh, uh, broad-based in, in the sense mm-hmm. of their their outreach than uh, the others. Ananda, which was founded by Swami Kriyananda, who also read the autobiography of Yogi and got on a bus from New York uh-huh. uh, to to come to L.A. to, to be with Yogananda. Um, they're probably, you could say, the second largest, but you know, right. they're rel- uh, small compared to SRF. Right. And, um, and, then, then, and, and um, Roy's place, the Center for Spiritual Awareness, is smaller still. Mm-hmm. And didn't Yogananda set up a whole separate organization in India? It's not separate. They're linked and uh, mm-hmm. governed by the headquarters in L.A. It just has a the original name, which was Yogoda Satsanga Society, mm-hmm. uh, they changed the name in in America in the 30s to be Self Realization right. Fellowship. It's just more, you know, Western and mm-hmm. more, you know, English language and so forth. Mm-hmm. But but they're um, sister organizations, not even sister organizations. They're just the India branch of the same organization. Right. Uh, for those of our listeners out there who don't already know this. Uh, Phil here is uh, uh, under contract with a major publishing company to write a biography of Yogananda. It is now October 2017, sometime in 2018. No, it's not, Dennis. It's it's October 2017 when we're talking. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's what I meant. Is. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. That, that's when we're. It's right now as we speak. You may be listening to this. Who knows when? Uh, in the future, but in 2018, if you're listening then. Or especially toward the middle of 2018, the book should be available. Phil, what what have you learned? Um, what one or two things you've learned about Yogananda that uh, you had no idea about, having just read autobiography of a yogi? Well, that's a good question, and thanks for asking it because as soon when the book comes out, I'm sure I'll be asked it again. <clears throat> but um, there were there was just a lot, you know, uh, because one of the reasons I wrote the book was that there's. Um, so much not in autobiography of a yogi and uh, or any of the other memoirs of people who knew him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I added that. But I'll tell you a couple of things that stood mm-hmm. out for me. One was, as a young man, his destiny was so clear from the accounts of his early life. I mean, he was organizing spiritual communities as a, you know, prepubescent kid, pretty much. Well, main, now that was when he was a teenager, but even as a, as a grade school kid, you know, he was like ready for the Himalayas. And, and it was wasn't like his father was a Hindu priest or something. He no, was, no, no. He was a very successful uh, businessman mm-hmm. uh, in the railroad, railroad system of uh, India and he, you know, his father and his older brother, uh, they didn't know what to do with this kid who just wanted to go off to the Himalayas and go visit swamis and meet this, whatever guru he heard about, you know, uh, and that continued into his adolescence. And then when he was a teenager, he was organizing uh, satsangs and, uh, you know, starting, he started an ashram basically in a little hut when he was like 15. So, you know, he he was clearly earmarked for this and his own guru, you know, said, you know, you'll be the one to go to the West. So there was a certain destiny in that and, you know, but it, and, and you hear those stories, but 
then you see how it played out in his life through the, uh, you know, the friends he had and the things he did. It was it was fascinating. The other thing was um, that uh, you know he struggled more as the leader of an organization who you know had a, a serious mission. You know there were obstacles. He was here teaching. You know through the Great Depression and World War II years, there were always money problems. There were people, you know, who uh, uh, turned against him. There were lawsuits. You know, yeah. So he had a lot more human struggles mm-hmm. than uh, we like to think that people of his spiritual stature would have. But it, it shouldn't surprise us. But you know, the extent of it was interesting to discover. Interesting. And, and uh, had you uh, spoken or met with uh, Roy before? Yes. I had interviewed him for my book. I had uh, spoken at one of the uh, conferences of his um, uh, uh, Centers for Spiritual Awareness um, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, spent a little time with him and then talked to him again on the phone. He's a a really lovely man who lives um, the principles that he's been teaching. You you can really hear it in his voice and the quality of his yeah. speech. And, and again, uh, uh, for those who are not so familiar with uh, uh, Paramahansa Yoga's teaching, uh, it was, uh, I think, under the category of Kriya Yoga. And I know at least with SRF, yes. first uh, they teach a basic meditation, and then uh, they do some energization exercises, which are something like a little bit different than yoga. And then at some point, after a year of that or more, <clears throat> if they deem it appropriate and you are so desire, you can get initiated into uh, uh, being That's a right. Kriya, uh, you, you know, yeah. into more advanced uh, teachings. And, and, and we that, should say that yeah. anybody who wants to know more about that, they shouldn't hear it from us right. because we're not a – but they can go online and find out. SRF.com, Self-Realization Fellowship, and I'm sure Center for Spiritual Awareness, all of them have uh, uh, this information there. Well, uh, wonderful yeah. to hear. Uh, we're lo- looking forward to your book. For anybody there that yep. has any inclinations towards spirituality, and I don't think you'd be listening to our show if you didn't, <laughs> do yourself a favor and read uh, Autobiography of a Yogi, and then read uh, when it comes out in 2018 sometime, uh, 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 Phil Goldberg's book on Yogananda. Okay. What will the book be called, Phil? We would. We will know that soon. Hasn't come yet. Okay. Uh, until next time. Okay.